This episode of Not Playing is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use offer code NOTPLAYING. It's not playing with Lex and Dan. Welcome back to Not Playing with Lex and Dan. Thank you. I, yes, you, you. I'm Dan. I'm Lex. Hi, Lex. How's it going? I'm doing pretty well. How are you, Dan? I got a little bit of cold. I heard you have a little bit of a cold, too. I wasn't going to let the listeners in on that secret, but it's true. We're, we need a movie that can pick us up tonight because I, we both have colds. I feel like they're our friends. They want to know these things, so right. I'm okay with telling them. I so, think uh, we're past the contagious point, so I don't think anybody's going to catch it. That's great. Uh, podcast transmitted colds are really on the rise this year, so be careful. Listen safe, folks. Uh, so as I understand it, this, this pick-me-up comes in the form of a movie from, I believe, 1983. Uh, I've this is this is my turn to have not seen a movie, and indeed I have not seen this movie, National Lampoon's Vacation. Wow, I know. I'm, I I, uh, I will tell you, I love stupid comedies, and I'm I'm really excited uh, to show you this one because I think I mean I know that you don't love all stupid comedies, but you and I once watched the movie. Um, was it called? Uh, was it I Steve? What was uh, Funny or Die Steve Jobs? Oh movie? yeah, I think it was I Steve. And you know that's a very <laughs> stupid comedy. We were the only people who liked it. I think, on the in internet, the universe. Yes. yeah. The Wikipedia article for that film cites us as the strange people who likes it. <laughs> it's good to be known for something. Um, yeah, so I haven't seen. I don't, I don't know why this particular movie. I can imagine it was not something that you know my parents necessarily watched. So that's probably why I didn't see it. Um, I will tell you. The little that I know about it. Please. One, it has that guy from Community, Donald Glover. No. Uh, <laughs> I believe you mean Chevrolet Chase. <laughs> <laughs> I got a whole digression about Chevy Chase, but I, I'll, I, it could probably be answered by Wikipedia, so I won't go into it here. Um, so I know he's in it. He uh, is. I know it involves a family going on vacation. <laughs> That's true. I, um, I rec- In the little bit that I've heard of it or seen... I am, they have like a like one of those old station wagons, like really long wood paneled station wagon slang with like a lot of bags on top of it. Is that is that true? Well, you'll see. But yes, you're, you're certainly okay. on the right track. Great. Um, and I, 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 I honestly, most of the other things I know about it, and I, I realized, oh, this is also the first film in a franchise, I believe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There are many. I would say my I know there's favorite. A, there's no a European vacation and a That's Christmas my favorite vacation. One. Right? European, like European vacation one? is my favorite. Okay. Then there there is a Christmas vacation, and then there's also a Vegas vacation. Oh. Um, okay. And uh, there are talks. There are negotiations right now to reinvigorate the franchise with Ed Helms in the Chevy Chase role. You know what is hilarious is the number of films that we have watched this year from the '80s that they are talking about revamping in some way. Because right. last week we watched Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and there is talk of a Bill and Ted 3 coming out at some point. We, I haven't there, even seen 2 yet. I know. There was talk of a Beverly Hills Cop 4, I think, and we haven't seen 2 and 3 yet. So right. I'm just saying it's interesting to me that you know we seem to be doing this at a time when those are, those are some popular movies. Well, I can't wait for Field of Dreams 2. Yeah. <laughs> 
They really left a lot of questions unanswered. I know you had a lot of questions. <laughs> right. I I think in the in the next one, James Earl Jones has to come back somehow. Yes, that would be excellent, actually, if he came back as like Darth Vader or something. Spoilers. Sorry. But I really do love uh I do love National Lampoon's Vacation. Not as much as I love European Vacation, but it's still okay. a very, very good movie, a very funny one. So I I'm hopeful you'll like it. Well, I'm I look forward to experiencing it with you, as we do every week. Not this movie, but movies in general. But before we, you know, before we experience the movie, let's take a minute to acknowledge Not Playing's fine, fine sponsor. Oh, I'm so glad that you brought that up. I, I've i just been waiting yeah. to acknowledge them. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Squarespace. Love those guys. Yeah, they're the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. Our listeners, Dan, get a free trial and 10% off their first purchase if they go to squarespace.com and use the offer code not playing all one word n o t p l a y i n g squarespace.com use offer code not playing now i don't know about you dan but i have built sites on squarespace more than once and it is truly a pleasure to use and i'll be honest with you you hear about squarespace on lots of podcasts if you listen to podcasts you probably heard about squarespace but if you're going to hear about the same service over and over and over and over and over and over again uh, it is nice that at the very least, Squarespace is a great one. So besides the fact that I'm just very appreciative of their support of the podcasting industry writ large, uh, it's nice that it's actually a genuinely good service. You go and you're very impressed. I have continually been impressed by how good it is, how easy it makes to assemble a website, maintain the website, and you know keep it current. And that's no small thing. I mean, I used to work in, in web development, and I made a lot of websites in my days. And you know what? It's a pain. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> nobody really wants to deal with that, especially when you're making a website that you just want to send out to, you know, your friends or your users for your business or whatever. You, you know, you don't want to spend all the time mucking around with servers and that. Right. Kind of, you went with mucking. Stuff. I was thinking of futzing. Either way, you want to avoid. Futzing's good. Right. You want to, very, av- if you want to avoid those. Exactly. If you want to avoid those uh sounding negative verbs, then Squarespace is the way to go. They're consistently and constantly, which is the word they told me to say, they're constantly improving their platform <laughs> with new features. <laughs> new designs and even better support and how much better can better be the support's available 24 hours a day seven days a week you can call them on wait, christmas wait, wait. day even on yeah, yeah even on christmas yeah. thanksgiving That's, july 4th all three of those days is probably the jewish support reps who are working but yes you can call what about february 29th <laughs> 366 days a year. That's right. That is service, right? They'll take that day off. It's the one day they take off. It's, yeah. <laughs> Once every I'm four years, they get a day off. Day. <laughs> but uh, despite the fact that they all take off on leap day, they have beautiful designs for you to start with, and you can customize every aspect of the style so that your, your site is unique. It doesn't look like anybody else using Squarespaces if you don't want it to. You can customize every aspect. And it's only $8,473 a month. Wow, that's pretty reasonable. Am I right about that? I'm paying about $10,743 a month right now, and <laughs> I got to tell you, it's a little bit outside of my price range. I'll tell you the truth. I Although it's worth that much, they only charge $8 a month to start. It includes a free domain name if you sign up for a year. That's a you know a savings of about $15 right off the bat. And because this is the internet, we are obligated to compare that to the number of cups of coffee that you buy per month. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I don't drink coffee, but I can only imagine that that's probably like 74 coffees. Right. Or, every or month. like 30 teas, because you and I drink yeah, tea. Yeah, well, it's a little cheaper. It's just it's just water. Every Squarespace design automatically includes a unique mobile experience that matches the overall style of your website, so your content looks great on every device, every time, even Android devices. So go to squarespace.com, use the offer code NOTPLAYING, all one word, 
you're going to get 10% off your first purchase. You'll show support for Not Playing, which we really appreciate. The hosts of Not Playing will get filthy, dirty rich. So thank you to Squarespace <laughs> whoa, for supporting. Whoa, is that true? I didn't even know <laughs> yeah, that. You better sign up. But we thank Squarespace for supporting Not Playing. And uh, remember, when you sign up for the free trial, they don't even have you do a credit card. It's not one of those things where you're like, well, you'll do the free trial and forget and we'll charge you. They don't charge you. They don't take your credit card. You decide, hey, this free trial was amazing. Now let me enter in my credit card details. So Squarespace, it's everything you need to create an exceptional website. All right, well, let's watch. All right, let's do that. All right, so we're queued up now to where the title, uh, what, is, what was the title? A Maddie Simmons production, a Harold Ramis film. So the reason I don't know is because we're, we're paused at the exact moment that fades to black. So it's gone from the screen. It's just been on the screen, and that's where we're paused. And since we're all queued up, we will hit play in three, two, one. I have some really, really good news for you, Dan. So what I've learned from this movie is that I, if I really want to do something, I should just take a hostage. Yes. And then they'll let me do whatever I want and I won't have anybody press charges. That's right. If you really believe in yourself, you can commit whatever crimes you have in mind. Is that the moral of this story? I think that's the key takeaway. Well, that's good. Now... The the actress who played Audrey, she went on to do a bunch of other things as well, but nothing I'd ever heard of. <laughs> I, I was looking at that at some point. I think I recognized one or two episodes of like TV shows I had seen or something. Right. She kept. I I kept trying to figure out who she reminded me of, but I couldn't. Quite, yeah, I had a similar problem. Couldn't couldn't quite place it. They end up. Uh, they recast the kids in most of the sequels. Oh yeah? yeah, Anthony Michael Hall went on to many many other things. Right. Did the kids get older though? Uh, they, they do. The kids are, are different ages in different versions, uh, in different sequels. Yeah. They go back and forth in time. And actually at the top, I told you that I, that they were going to remake this movie with, uh, Ed Helms. And I recalled afterwards that I think he's going to play a grown up Rusty and Chevy and uh, Beverly would still be in the film. Wow. So with the camel. now you've seen National Lampoon's Vacation. I, I have. And as always, my first question is. What did you think? Well, Uh-oh. I will say of of the movies I've seen, it has not been my favorite. <laughs> it had its moments. Um, I think I would put it. I think I would put it below both Mannequin and UHF. Okay, personally, I understand. And you know what? Watching it with someone who hasn't ever seen it, I think. Well, one, it's you know a question of how much do you really love stupid, stupid movies, and then. There's certainly a nostalgic aspect to my appreciation for the comedy within sure, the movie. Sure, sure. And for me, knowing these things, like, I think the jokes come faster in European Vacation, which is probably why I like it. And they, it gets even sillier, uh, like when they knock over Stonehenge. Spoiler alert. But, <laughs> you know, there's, I do really appreciate the, um, like, Chevy Chase has uh, an incredible wealth of, of good lines. And he's got this this solid character throughout where he's, he. He has this mission. He wants it to get accomplished. He refuses to accept failure, and he wants to impart healthy lessons to his son. Oh, and he wants to have a lot of sex with anyone who is willing. And I, uh, I don't know. I love a lot about that film. 
Well, I mean, there, there's things to be said. I, I found that... Why did they let him keep the gun in that picture? Sorry, I'm still watching the credits. <laughs> um, I, I think for me, the part of the problem is that the humor is sometimes just a little bit predictable and broad. And, and you know, that to be fair, this is, you know, a 30-year-old movie. And I feel like it's predictable because many things copied it or, you know, were inspired by it, right? Right. Oh, I'm so glad they flew home. That was that was the right decision. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can't really fault it for that necessarily. Um, I don't have the same nostalgia, obviously. Sure. So, you know, I think that that plays a part as well in terms of just not... There, there are some movies... I don't remember if we've talked about this, but I feel like there are some movies that I think are funny to, like, recount and sometimes more so in the recounting or the referencing than in the actual watching. Um, like a couple of movies that come to mind, like Young Frankenstein, which I think is a brilliant movie, but I watched it uh, a few years ago and I was like, yeah, it just, it, it didn't make me laugh. Even though there are things that like, if I recount that to somebody else who's seen that movie, I feel like there's a shared experience there that you can sort of reference. Yep. But for some reason it doesn't, it doesn't translate as much when you go and watch the actual movie. Uh, Monty Python, The Holy Grail, which, again, I think is a very funny movie. But if I go and watch it, it is not quite funny. Maybe it's because I know all the jokes are coming or something. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's reasonable. Like, the, the jokes are certainly more predictable, I think, in 2013 than they might have been in the 80s. Now, I, I'm not trying to suggest that people in the 80s weren't able to predict jokes or anything. But I, I feel like they were probably fresher then. Well, this is, there's, this is sort of establishes a formula. Right. And a, and a particular type of comedy that I think then goes on to become very prevalent. And so, obviously, when you when you have a school of comedy that is that prevalent, you have people who need to continually raise the bar, right, and come up with funnier and funnier ways of doing things. So when you sort of dial that back down to the basics, sometimes I feel like it doesn't always translate quite as well. But, I mean, I, I can see why people like it. There are some scenes I thought that were really good. I thought that the last sort of the climax of the movie kind of redeems it for me in some ways because, you know, they could have gone in a couple different ways. Now, you were saying before that right. this is not the original end. So in, in I'm the, curious. Right. In the, in the released ending, you see um, they, they get to the park, it's closed, and then uh, with his BB gun, he forces the guard, John Candy, to take him on all the rides. Right. In the original ending, they purchase the BB gun, and the, by the way, I haven't seen the ending. I've only read about it. They've never released the original ending, and Chevy Chase says he may be the only person who has a copy of it. But he goes out and buys a map of Star's homes and finds where Roy Wally lives. He goes to Roy Wally's house where Roy is having a meeting, and he holds them all at gunpoint and forces them, <laughs> forces Wally and his employees to entertain his family by putting on a, uh, songs and dances and whatnot. So... The police come and arrest him, and then Christy Brinkley shows up again and reveals herself to be Roy Wally's daughter. Uh, she convinces her father to drop the charges. Okay. So then the final scene, the Griswolds are on a plane heading back home. They're all wearing complimentary Wally World uh, moose hats, so they've got the moose antlers instead of the mouse ears. And then they find out they're on the wrong plane. So, of course, the only logical thing for Clark Griswold to do is he attempts to hijack the plane to get the pilots to change course. Uh, and everybody hated the ending. Okay. Um, mostly, I can see why that might be. Well, so the, the real reason they hated it, according to Harold Ramis, is they never, you never got to see Wally World. You never got to go to the park, even though right. you've heard about it the whole time. So they had to come up with a way to get to the park. That makes sense. You can find some photos from the deleted scenes online, but they have never released the actual deleted scenes. 
I've got a note that I just happened to be glancing at the IMDb page for European Vacation, and I'm very amused to see that William Zabka is in that movie. Oh. Perhaps better known from a movie that neither of us has seen yet. Right. The Karate Kid. Right. At least at this uh, point in the narrative. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't mess with people. All right. In the space-time continuum to our of our podcast listeners' lives, we have not yet seen. Also, the Karate let Kid. me let me ask you. Have you watched National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation 2, Cousin Eddie's Island Adventure? No, I will not see the direct-to-video ones or the ones that star Cousin Eddie. I think Cousin Eddie is acceptable. He's in, I believe, and I could be wrong, he might not be in European Vacation, actually, but I believe Cousin Eddie's in most of the vacation movies, and in a small supporting role, I can handle it. But I don't think I could handle, you know, According to this, the, the, the actress that plays Audrey in this movie is also in that movie. I feel a little bad about that. <laughs> yeah. Well, she did the best she could. I, I will reiterate, I do think that that uh, Beverly D'Angelo is my favorite character in that movie. Uh, I, I, For whatever reason, I think she, she, I have the most sympathy for her, I guess I should well, say. Well, see, the, what I like about her is that she really does love Clark. Like, she gets really mad sure, at him, but she sure. instantly forgives him for the Christy Brinkley situation. <laughs> I love when he says, she's ugly. <laughs> Not like, no, I mean, I, I love you because you're my wife and you're the mother of my children. Just she's ugly. Just straight to the lie. I mean, it's yeah, sure. That's You might as well just cut through all the crap, right? Yeah. Or cut to the crap. Cut to the crap. That's, that's probably the best. Well, uh, yeah, so this is, I don't even know what to say. I don't know if I would go on and watch the other ones. Now, you, you did speak very highly of the European vacation. I, so. I really do love European vacation. Um, it's funny. Let me ask you. Yes. Why do they keep going on vacations? <laughs> well, that's a good question. <laughs> I thought it was. They, I don't know. I feel like this. they have a lifetime of stories from their first vacation. And the conceit of European vacation, it starts out where they are on a game show. They're on a game show called Pig in a Poke, uh, okay. which is kind of family feud-esque in that the whole family plays. Uh, and the host tries to make out with all the participants, especially Audrey. And uh, they win a free European vacation. Okay. That makes sense, I guess. There is a certain element of, you know, don't look of giftification in the mouth. Right, exactly. So once they've gotten it and they, they are world travelers, it only makes sense that they uh, they do it. I don't know. I just, to me, I think, I understand why you would say that Beverly is your favorite character. Or what's her, what's her name? Ellen Griswold? Ellen, sure. Um, but... Uh, I don't know. I I really f- think that Chevy Chase's performance is really good because he doesn't just do the physical stuff, which he does a little bit of, but he's just got he he says things constantly. He is always talking in this movie when other people are talking and when he is supposed to be talking, and everything that comes out of his mouth is ridiculous, and I I love it. I I liked the uh, the monologue where like he sort of reaches his breaking point. <laughs> when he does, when he just this is i think I, I don't know if i said this yet but this is the only r-rated uh vacation movie oh really and okay you know some you might think it's because of uh uh the, the occasional topless scenes but in fact i think it's because of uh, the number I, of times I that be- chevy chase says the f word yeah i believe that that vulgarity will get you a, an R rating much faster than nudity will. Right, because there's definitely, uh, there are topless women in European vacation, as I recall, but uh, I guess they have fewer bad words. It's also Europe. Right, this, so it's, that it's normal thing. there. It's allowed. Uh, well, 
So you rank it lower than every other movie I've shown you so far on that play. <laughs> I don't mean to sound that that harsh. I guess I just feel less fondness towards it. I guess. No, that's than, okay. Than some of the other stuff. I, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to, it's hard for me to figure out exactly why that might be. Other than I felt like I wasn't. I, I feel like maybe it's just I, I have a hard time watching like the cringeworthy comedy sometimes. Mm. So you didn't where you weren't like, a fan of like The Office or anything like that. No, I was not a fan of The Office. I really, really do not care for The Office. And I think it's just for me is I feel so bad for these people. Yeah, that it's hard for me to sort of let myself go and actually enjoy things. Right. Um. And I just I'm just like oh this is so bad oh why are these the uh, this is so unpleasant for these people. And and I think for me that that makes it difficult to to like let myself go and really just enjoy. Well, so maybe uh, on a repeat on viewing you could enjoy this more because now you know they're going to get there. They're going to get to Wally World. Thank God. And they're going to get to go on all the rides, and they don't have to wait in any lines. Like to me, they've had a dream vacation by the end of things. Well, I, nightmare vacation maybe. <laughs> right, which was would also have been a good title. Uh, yes, that I think I feel like they really missed something there. The um, another interesting factoid is that the uh, scene with the police officer talking to Chevy about the fact that he's tied the dog to the bumper uh, was improvised. And while I don't know, you know, this, I think I could kind of tell that. Yeah. Well, I mean, just the delivery. His delivery there does seem a little more halting. It's it's good. I mean, he's obviously very good at improvising, um, but it doesn't quite mesh. I feel like with some of the other scenes right that feel a little tighter it it feels to me like some of uh that john candy must be working without a script but i'm i'm making that up but it just feels to me like the the things he says the man's a focuses that's on, all yeah. that's all there is to it. so but they say that you know one of the bonuses of reshooting the the ending was that this was when uh hughes met john candy really yeah and so that led to all kinds of things planes trains and automobiles and uncle buck sure. and home alone Ah, Home Alone. Yeah, yeah, it did remind me of Home Alone a little bit in some of its sensibilities. Right, which is only fair, right? It's it's all sure. Mr. Oh, Hughes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that, that was kind of, I think I probably have a a similar, maybe not appreciation might be strong. I mean, but that, that occupies a similar place sort of in my memory as something like, uh, like this might for you, just in mm-hmm. terms of, I mean, granted, even though we are the same age and, and came up at the same time, um, that's kind of the movie I think about when I think of like, you know, the kid, like the sort of 80s vacation, not vacation comedy, but like, you know, comedy type thing. I don't know. Right. That's, I guess it's early 90s. or. or I can see it? that, though. Yeah, uh, I don't know. That, it has that place for me. How do you feel in general about, uh, I don't, well, let me rephrase. I guess this movie qualifies as slapstick. Um, I don't think it's purely slapstick because there's no. there's dialogue comedy and There's some very comedy. good dialogue right. at, at certain points. But so are you a fan of like... Uh, the Naked Gun series, for example. I do Airplane. like The Naked Gun, although I feel like if I went back and watched it now, I don't know if I'd have a similar reaction. It's been a long time since mm-hmm. I've seen it. Um, I, this sort of absurdist comedy. Right. Yeah, like like you mentioned Airplane, too. I, li- I liked Airplane a lot. I, you know, that's, that is a, is a movie that I remember fondly, but I, again, if I went back and watched it, would I find it as funny as I do to just think about it or relate it to other people? I've never stopped Because I will still make the movies. joke about having, like, a drinking problem, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I shouldn't joke about that. I'm sorry. I feel bad. <laughs> well, I've never stopped loving those movies, and but you're right that they don't always hold up great. Like you watch The Naked Gun, and even maybe the first time you watch The Naked Gun, you don't laugh at everything that is funny. You're just like, sure. yes, that is funny. I understand this is outside of. I the understand. Norm. Yeah, that that's clever for for this reason. But the, right. then upon repeated viewing, sometimes the expectation plays a part in it, right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 
But uh, I don't know. I to me, uh, this one and European Vacation are, are the best of the vacation movies. Uh, Christmas in Vegas are not uh, terrible, but they're they're not the same standard. Sure. Um, but uh, I'm. I don't know. If we do another season of not playing and we focus on sequels, I will make you watch European Vacation okay. because it's it's right. really delightful. I mean, I would apparently put you through many, many terrible sequels, so that's only fair. <laughs> I don't think it is a terrible sequel. I'm not trying to subject you to something bad. I'm trying to share with you something I enjoy. Let's be clear. You're failing. No, yeah. that's that's very sweet of you. Uh, well, have we put have we put vacation to bed? Yeah, I think As it's it time for us to fly on home. Well, I'm trying to see. I've been looking at my at my list here to try and figure out what uh, what might be next on the docket for not playing. Um, there are some options. I feel like this time I don't. I don't have one that's sort of jumping out at me like, oh man, I, I definitely have to show him this movie. Right. Um. So I'm trying to think if we if we want to go in more of a uh, a comedy or perhaps something a little more dramatic. It's entirely your call. You. I know you have the it reins. is. Um. Well, I'm kind of tempted to make you watch. See, there are movies on here. I'm, I'm looking over the movies, of, you know, sort of list our, our list of movies that have not been seen. And I feel like a lot of the movies that I'm most fond of are movies that don't necessarily fall within the 80s uh, realm. But there are some good ones in the 80s that I don't know as that I, j- I just don't know as well as other movies. I see. Well, you don't. So, I mean, I think it's okay if you break the '80s rule, but the choice I, is yours. I, I feel as though we have established this right. Pattern We've gotten we so should, far. We are. We should commit. And, and so there are good '80s movies. I'm. I'm kind of vacillating between making you watch uh, Lethal Weapon, okay, which is sort of in the Die Hard vein. I was going to say that's what it seemed like to me. I was guessing a little funnier than Die Hard, but it's a similar feel. It, it's potentially a little bit funnier, although uh, it, yeah, it's very, very similar, I would say. It has a very similar movie. Okay. Or something like um, Blues Brothers or Trading Places, mm-hmm. which are obviously comedies. Right. Um, I would say all of those movies I've seen probably, I think I've seen of those, I've probably seen Lethal Weapon the most times. So I'm kind of leaning towards that at present just because I know it a little better. Um, but that said, there's there's still time to uh, you've got a week. fit some of those other ones in there. So we'll we'll see if that if that changes for next time. But right now, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that out there and say that that, that next week we will enjoy the stylings of Mel Gibson, which <laughs> nobody has enjoyed since Lethal Weapon, <laughs> and and Danny Glover, who everybody always enjoys because he's Danny Glover. Well, Dan, thank you for watching uh, National Lampoon's Vacation with me, and uh, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm glad that you at least appreciated it, even if you didn't love it. I, it was not. I, I don't want you to get the impression that it was just like, oh man, I hated this. I couldn't wait for it to end. <laughs> I, I enjoyed insp- experiencing it. It just may may not make my top movies list. I understand. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll we'll keep chugging along on the movie train for next time, and we'll see how that goes. Thanks, Dan. Thanks, Lex. My my most recent trip to uh, Disneyland, I went on Tower of Terror, mm. and let's say it lived up to its name. When we were in line for the Tower of Terror, when it had first opened, I was with my dad, and he said, there's no way it's real. It's got to be one of those things where you look at a screen, and it makes you feel like you're moving. It's like, I'm sure of it. I'm sure that's how it works. And then 
as the ride as we finally get to the front of the line and we're on and it starts i scream dad you were wrong and he says <laughs> i know son and i have never forgotten that moment